0: Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome! You guys ready to party? I said, are
0: you ready to
1: party? I need to know if I can start the party. You know what? Start the party. Did Michael give you permission to do this?
0: Start the party. So, Cameron. Yeah. Um, I had right. an idea. Um, I listened to our first two recordings. Yes. And I kind of cringed at how many times we said like.
1: Yes, me too.
0: We said like a lot.
1: Like, that was crazy. Like, I know. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know, like, I, it really bugged me, like, how much we said like.
0: Like, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, I feel like maybe we could like stop trying to say like so much
1: yeah i feel like we could do that too maybe like i don't know we could do an opening where we like say like a bunch i don't know like yeah yeah yeah
0: because normally like like right now we're not really saying like that much yeah no Uh, maybe we've said it two times total
1: yeah but that's like when it's necessary to say like because like exactly yeah. yeah like yeah yeah i i don't know i haven't watched these in like two weeks so
0: i know yeah i had to watch them again today because i was
1: thinking of doing that but
0: even then i still i was kind of half concentrating on them
1: yeah i don't know that's kind of how you watch the office that's true
0: (laughs) it's a great background show
1: Uh uh-huh yeah and speaking of background let's talk about michael's background and his childhood um Yeah, we're talking about the healthcare episode, um, and yeah, it starts out with Michael, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that pretty seems sure. right. I'm yeah. pretty sure you're right.
1: Typically, that's how they <laughs> start. <laughs> exactly. <out. laughs>
0: yeah, because Michael has to pick out the healthcare plan. Mm-hmm. I think it starts out with him and Jan. Him and Jan, yeah. And he is very forlorn to find out that he has to deliver a horrible plan to his employees and it can't be the gold plan <laughs>
1: <laughs> honestly that health sounds amazing
0: it does acupuncture i could go for some of that which have you ever done acupuncture before no
1: I've i just don't know seen... if i could yeah
0: i don't know if i'd find that relaxing or not
1: me neither because i don't mind needles but i don't know if i just want a bunch in <laughs> just my back. Hanging
0: from your skin yeah I would feel like Ben in Parks and Rec.
1: Yeah, on
0: the treat yourself day. Yeah, it's <laughs> out. <He's distressed. laughs>
1: yeah, I. Doesn't it like numb your muscles or like? Apparently, your it has something so to do. Like. Thank you.
0: So, in one of my science classes, we were supposed to research pseudosciences, and acupuncture is technically a pseudoscience
1: okay apparently okay because
0: mm. there's no real maybe there are some actual effects but apparently it's very much has to do with like chi and okay things that aren't like scientifically provable. okay but maybe i mean chi could exist yeah who knows
1: yeah balance your chakras or whatever
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> chakras are good yeah especially when they're balanced you don't know, want unbalanced chakras? No,
1: that's the worst when you have unbalanced chakras.
0: <laughs> I think Michael probably has unbalanced chakras. <laughs> Maybe that's why he needs acupuncture.
1: That might, yeah, that might be the case. Uh, I want to go on a quick tangent about Jan because I've been watching yes. this YouTube channel where they review like really bad old VHS tapes. Uh-huh. And the lady who plays Jan is in one of those movies. Really? Yeah it's
0: what care what kind of character does she play
1: she is a mom that wears mom jeans all the time Mm. i'm trying to remember exactly the movie
0: and is she stable in personality or
1: i think so she's okay oh i'm remembering everything okay so it's like a child's movie where the kid is saving the president's dog yes and this is good. They're also trying to assassinate the president, and the dog knows, and the <laughs> dogs can talk, and they tell.
0: Oh, so that, the kid can understand it. Yes. Oh, but can only the kid hear the dogs?
1: I'm pretty sure everyone else and thinks he, he's crazy. He has to convince everybody. Yeah, that. and they don't believe him.
0: <laughs> I love the premise of this.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just think she plays a mom. I don't know if it's the kid's mom. I think she just works for the president, and gotcha. she has a very heroic moment at the end where she pushes the president out of the way.
0: And wow. saves him from assassination because she finally believes in herself. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's inspiring.
1: Yeah. Like but yeah, it. I just I just had to say that because I just, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Jan saves the day. Oh man. Yeah, probably in a parallel universe, she is that mom, and she's not crazy.
1: Honestly, she pulls off mom jeans a lot. I see it yeah
0: she's got a good mom jean bod
1: yeah like an 80s vibe yeah. i don't know she just has that but <laughs> i just had to say that yeah uh because it opens with her and michael and she saved the president which i think right. needs to be awarded
0: it does yeah it needs to be mentioned mm-hmm. it's not something you want to neglect
1: yeah the president definitely has good health care
0: yeah. <laughs> or maybe there's a secret like presidential plan.
1: Probably. Yeah. I feel like your whole president plan is just in your house, like the White House. Yeah. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Your doctor's
0: office is there.
1: Probably. There's a lot of rooms in that building.
0: I really hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think it should be that way. Yeah. I mean go on your president. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Um, yes. Yes. Healthcare. And Michael's backstory. (laughs) So I sort of had a, I guess I wouldn't call it so much as an epiphany, but maybe some more empathy for... An epiphory? An epiphory, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. Nice, okay. Just about Michael's background. Okay. Because a few weeks ago we were talking about how Michael grew up most likely an only child Mm -hmm. and with mainly just his mother. Yes. And I feel like I haven't given that enough weight in his character backstory. Yeah, you're right. In shaping who he is. Mm -hmm. Because in this episode, he really just wants to come off as the good guy. Yeah. And I feel like He's really trying to show everyone else in the office that he isn't the bad guy in the situation. Yeah. As I'm sure a lot of people have been like that his mom has dated
1: mm-hmm.
0: or that one guy, I need to figure out his name. I always forget it. I feel like it's...
1: The guy who took him to like baseball games and stuff.
0: Maybe it's a different one. It's one that he doesn't like and it's when he was... Okay. He was the ring bearer for their wedding.
1: Right. I'm thinking of when he's having a therapy session with Toby. Oh. He's talking about some guy that, like, took him.
0: But he didn't like him? I think he... Maybe he did.
1: I, mean, I can't remember. But, yeah. um, Yeah, I never really thought about that.
0: Anyways, yeah. So, I feel like Michael is constantly scared that he's going to come off as the bad stepdad. Mm-hmm. And in his own life, he's had so much of that. So anything he can do to avoid it, he'll do. And so in this episode, whenever he has to deliver bad news, I bet he associates that so much with those kind of figures in his life, those kind of father figures, that he's willing to do anything to shift that responsibility.
1: It also reminds me of how he feels about his old boss. Yeah, That's
0: true. I didn't think about that.
1: He always talks about him in a negative light where he's saying... I don't know. I remember just him talking about how his boss always made them stay on track and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel like that's another person that he avoids being because they're very authoritative. Right. And not,
0: and don't want to have any kind of fun or yeah. be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's very concerned about his cool image. Yeah. But that's a good point too, is that his former boss probably while he was an employee mm-hmm. in the branch he probably despised a lot of things that his boss did. Yeah. And so it's like, when, when I'm the boss, I'm going to make sure to do the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. Yeah.
1: I wonder how long... It took him to want to reach that goal of becoming boss, mm-hmm. because I can't remember what episode it is, but I remember him talking to Jim once about how he thought he was gonna be out of.
0: That's area. true. He was like, "I I said the same thing."
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Did it? Did it ever really cross his mind to be a goal?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Because it seals, seems like he's very infatuated with sales and he always That's yearns true. for those days.
0: Yeah, any he sales days. Uh-huh.
1: Mm. Even though now he loves his manager privileges, but right. just being out on the field and joking around with the clusters. Right, and,
0: with Todd Packer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if he was just sitting there one day, and he looked up and he didn't recognize anybody, and then they asked him if he wanted to interview for a manager position, <laughs> and he didn't even it didn't even cross his mind. And he was like, "Yeah, I could be manager."
1: That's so sad to think about. <laughs> he like, just looks up one day. Yeah, and that had to happen. Yeah,
0: like Todd Packer left to go do like traveling, traveling. sales, uh huh, and then. He just just didn't have any. (laughs) And he saw Toby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that'd be funny if like they were on the same level and he'd always have to go to Toby for the employees. (laughs) The other like his co-workers complaining about him. (laughs) And then just one day he was like, I'm going to be the boss of you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When did Toby step into the picture? I don't know. That's a good. Like, was Michael still an employee when Toby was working there? Yeah.
1: It, it's hard to say because we talked about Toby's elusive appearance. Mm-hmm. He just kind of shows up. They don't really establish like a backstory for yeah, him. Um, I don't think they ever do. He just kind of always works there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to look into when like they interview toby and stuff because i know he sometimes talks about his life yeah has
0: to be some kind of i know that he was studying to become a monk yes. at one point yeah he was but who knows how far back that was mm-hmm.
1: if i remember the pictures correctly they looked recent ish that is but that's also might just be because they didn't want to get a new actor for toby that looked younger
0: (laughs) 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 but if we follow the timeline so toby got married to his wife like he left the ministry Uh for his wife yes and then they had a kid but then his wife cheated on him and his kids like maybe three or four Uh so maybe he's only been there a few years
1: yeah well didn't he get the hr job like immediately after he married his ex-wife i feel like that's what he said yeah oh yeah so so
0: potentially maybe as soon as michael became a manager
1: yeah because they needed better hr for him being in charge (laughs) 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 they were searching for a new hr rep anyways yeah
0: yeah so those are the main insights i've had about michael's character
1: okay yeah yeah, I need to think about that more as we continue watching. Because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking more about Jim's character. Because right. I talked to a lot about that last episode. But yeah, I feel like I also need to think about Michael's character as well.
0: Yeah, I think all of them have mm-hmm. a really interesting backstory that you yeah. don't often think about. Yeah. Like, how did they get in this position? mm mm-hmm and what shaped the way that they are. Yeah. Cuz there's definitely legitimate reasons. And I think there's like a whole story behind it.
1: Mhm. Yeah, there's a there's definitely like hidden things throughout yeah. all of this. Just we've talked about Kevin's I don't know, decline.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, His drastic decline.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that they just kind of leave up to interpretation throughout.
0: I always like that, though. I feel mm-hmm. like that helps drive a narrative more than anything. yes yeah. leaving part of it up to the audience. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important part of telling a story. For sure. Because.
1: I. The Office is one of the things that people still talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's been off air for many years. Yeah. And. People still love talking about it, whether it's just on like a superficial level of just like these are fun episodes and I I had a good time. Yeah, but also people like theorizing that Toby's the Scranton Strangler and like
0: and even that was a relatively recent yeah um, theory Mm -hmm. way after the show had ended. Yeah, (laughs) because I don't remember hearing that when the Scranton Strangler episodes were out. Yeah, yeah. there's something about, and I think we'll uncover it more as we keep recording, mm-hmm. but there's something fundamentally appealing yeah. about the show mm-hmm. that feels very human. And you can't really define it. No. I
1: don't know. But yeah. Because a lot of people there. that I've talked to who have said, oh, I don't like The Office, it's not mm-hmm. very funny, or I've found it boring. Um, I don't know. I just, the main thing that I ask people is like, well, how long did you watch it for? Because we are talking about the first season right now, and that's probably, besides like the last seasons, Mm -hmm. it's probably like one of the weakest seasons. I could see that. Just because it's, (laughs) I don't know, they haven't established exactly who these characters are yet, and... They're still getting into, you know, how they all operate and...
0: Still kind of trying to find their footing.
1: Yeah, the storylines they want to talk about and... Yeah.
0: I think that's valid. For me personally, it is one of my more favorite. But I think it's because I have all the previous knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I know where these characters are going. So to Mm -hmm. see them when they're just barely growing, it's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. And fun to be like, oh, so this is where that joke kind of started or yeah. the kind of direction that this started to go mm-hmm. in which is fun
1: just like humble beginnings mm-hmm. type thing yeah yeah i definitely agree with that just thinking from an out spiders perspective yeah, of like just if you've never seen it before and it could be kind of boring, watching it these days where tv shows immediately are very jumpy and yeah. just like they know what they're trying to be mm-hmm. it's very jarring to see lesser quality and
0: yeah, you kind of just get dropped in this situation uh-huh. and environment but there's not really a driving narrative yeah
1: there's not a lot like
0: there of are that. stories but it's not not anything that will be like whoa i need to see the next episode to find out what happens yeah or
1: because that's a main drive for a lot of shows like you think of i don't know a lot of shows these days are semi-thriller mm-hmm. because they want that Drive to just like hook you farther and farther into like, well, I have to binge like right. the whole season because because
0: yeah. they know. just left me with a cliff ending. Yeah, and... <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I but... wonder how do you feel about that? Is that kind of a cheat in some ways to just rely on those kind of tactics? Like um, it is appealing mm-hmm. and I definitely can be effective. Yeah, but
1: I don't know. I I feel like it's important sometimes. Um we've talked about Breaking Bad before. True. And I think that's a very effective way they do that of leaving you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also I don't know. It depends on like where you are in the season of Breaking Bad that's true. to like um when you wanna like stop watching and then continue the next day or whenever you're going to continue. But I don't know. The thing is with like Breaking Bad, they're setting up this cliff ending from the beginning. And sometimes they tie a cliff ending from the very first episode to the finale. Mm -hmm. So it's a very neat bow. But a lot of other shows are, it feels like the last 10 minutes... Is suddenly a ramp up.
0: Yeah. In an effort to get you to watch the next episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point because if it's done effectively, any tactic like that is just going to add to the narrative. Mm -hmm. But if you do it the wrong way, it seems like it comes off as cheap. And I've watched shows. I can't think of any specifically.
1: I'm thinking of like once upon a time. Yeah.
0: Stuff like that or even lost where those that last 15 to 10 minutes, they try to leave you with something to be like, whoa, uh, what just happened? Yeah. To get you to watch the next episode, but then in the next episode they even downplay it to be like, "Oh, it actually wasn't uh-huh. that big of a thing." Yeah. Like we just wanted you to watch this next episode. Yeah.
1: I I agree with that because typically that's how it goes: mm-hmm. is you click on the next episode, and then probably the first five to ten minutes are explaining that what you just saw wasn't that intense. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 and it's like, well, I don't want to watch the rest of the episode.
0: Yeah, they'll do something like just say hypothetically, like, there's a like the door busts open mm-hmm. and they're home alone, yeah. and they make it seem like there's going to be a robbery or something, mm-hmm. but then it's just their dad yeah. with the groceries, yeah,
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> something like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the another great thing about The Office is. It kind of has that Bob Ross effect where you can play it in the background and it's just kind of this soothing it is comforting. experience. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say that they click on an episode of The Office and then go to bed. Yeah.
0: That is like one of the main shows, partly because I've seen it so much, mm-hmm. but partly because of that sort of sound aesthetic Yeah, that I can fall asleep to. Because there's like the ringing phones. And yeah. They usually talk kind of quiet. uh uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It might be like a ASMR type thing. Cause a lot of ASMR sounds are like keyboards typing and quiet tones yeah. and like, yeah, just like an office vibe to it. That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know, that might be a, <laughs> a big that. driving yeah. force for people. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to think about that a lot of shows that are considered more mundane- aren't big like i don't know they don't get picked up a lot and like been drawn out for so long that's true and this was the one of the first of its kind to actually accomplish that
0: really though yeah because i could see so easily that after this first season the network would have been Mm -hmm. saying you know what it doesn't really seem like this is going to be anything so It was fun to make those six episodes, but yeah, <laughs> maybe pitch us another idea. Uh-huh.
1: That's a bit more thrilling. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you think about the other, the UK version of The Office, and I still haven't seen that, but I know it's less seasons.
0: Yeah, they have maybe two or three uh-huh. from what I know.
1: Yeah, because
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure... I... From what I understand, I heard Greg Daniels talking kind of about this, but it sounded like, um, one of the actors in the UK office, Ricky Gervais and some other guy who were sort of the main concept, maybe I'm not for sure. Okay. I know for sure Ricky Gervais, but I think they just kind of got sick of the story and didn't feel like they could go anywhere else with it. So they just kind of stopped making it. And it sounds like Greg Daniels picked it up because they had started this thing, but then got kind of bored with it. Okay. And he felt like, oh, wow, this is a fun toy that you guys just left laying around. Let me yeah. try to play with it.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But it is interesting that the US version lasted a, a lot longer really? than <laughs> the UK version. <laughs> but that's also because. I don't know Ricky Gervais and I feel like Martin Freeman would have been the other one because be. yeah. I don't know he started Sherlock and him. like the Hobbit mm-hmm. and all that
0: yeah so probably yeah <laughs> yeah Man.
1: But yeah um trying to think of anything else with Michael I wrote down like he puts himself on a pedestal And we've kind of brushed over that, Mm -hmm. Um, but just furthering the points that we've talked about in previous episodes of, like, I am God-tier type Uh personality, but also very self-doubting of himself, like, at the same time.
0: It's an interesting juxtaposition in his character, because he has a lot of overconfidence, Mm -hmm. but also self-consciousness. Yeah. Yeah but in strange areas Uh (laughs) that don't seem to make sense. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because I feel like the main person he shows weakness to is Dwight. Yeah. And it kind of seeps through to other characters as the seasons progress Mm -hmm. with more people that become, like, want to get to know him a bit better um, or just him having a rough day and breaking down in front of everyone. But... Yeah, um, he just, yeah, it's a weird juxtaposition of what he thinks he's good at and then also self doubting himself when someone says, Oh, you can't do this. Because he's very, like, set on this healthcare plan because he wants the best for his people. And then as soon as Jan tosses that to the side he just panics and doesn't know (laughs) what to do and hands it off to dwight also i wanted to talk about your thoughts on his stepdad thing Mm -hmm. because he also comes across as kind of a dad character in this as well yeah especially like towards the end where he keeps promising this big surprise it's true and it feels very like a dad telling his kids like Oh we're we're going to go to McDonald's yeah, like after this or
0: we'll do something after it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and I also wonder if cuz he has um called his employees like his children mm-hmm. before in episodes Definitely. and I'm just wondering if he's kind of filling in the shoes of a dad he never had to these employees. Yeah. Even though they range in ages he still views them as like I'm the authority here and I want to make Mm -hmm. sure that all of you are okay and all of you are my friends which also ties into an episode when he's younger talking about all the kids he wants to have because he'll have a hundred friends so it kind of feels like that complex is seeping into his employees Mm -hmm. where you're all like I'm your father And you're my children, and my children are my friends, so you're my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a weird (laughs) equation going on in his head. Yeah. But that certainly adds more evidence to kind of that theory about all these problems with his Mm stepdads. And he recognizes that he's in that kind of position. He's like, I'm like, I'm just like so-and-so, but I'm going to be different than him. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that my children like me. Mm-hmm. And he sort of sets... He sees their expectations as children's expectations instead yep. of adults. Mm-hmm. Like, what he could really do to be a good father figure would be to pick a decent health plan in the price range. Yeah. But it's like, no, I want you to have fun. And I want you to feel loved. Yeah. So I'm going to plan a big surprise for you.
1: Yeah.
0: And he tries to go... To a, like an all ex, all expenses paid trip to a like, casino or something. Yeah. <laughs> like any type of vacation type thing uh-huh. or a uh, trip in a mine. Yeah.
1: Like a big, <laughs> so it, I don't know, like the trip to the mine kind of sounds like, because he played it up as an amusement park <laughs> ride. So it's definitely... I want to take my kids to somewhere fun. To a theme park. Yeah. (laughs) Whether it's a more adult theme park where they can gamble, where it's all inclusive food, (laughs) everything. Get chips. Yeah. (laughs) Or, yeah, just like.
0: So you guys have laser tag at the bottom? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, is another, like, father thing (laughs) to say.
0: That's something your dad would do with his kids on Saturday. Yeah. After they do their chores. Just go play laser tag
1: <laughs> i can see a couple of the employees enjoying laser tag yes. but
0: i think kevin would get a big kick out of laser yeah tag. I feel like and dwight kevin. kevin and dwight for sure <laughs> yeah i kind of wish that's what he would have done that would have been funny
1: yeah that would have been funny because <laughs> you look at the later episodes like the one where kevin gets excited about the bouncy castle <laughs> and also dwight <laughs> loving paintball yes um which is a very more childish thing Mm -hmm. to do. Um, And yeah, they're definitely the children of the office, I would say.
0: And that's how Michael views them.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I feel like he kind of, I don't want to say like favors them, but I feel like they definitely have like a special place when he talks about things, I don't know,
0: yeah, yes <laughs> I can't add anything more, but yes, absolutely
1: we could start talking about Dwight's yeah, let's do because he's a big character, a big character in, this in this episode
0: and we learn more about his sort of ideologies and mm. and just his viewpoint on life
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> but Michael pitches. Jim to pick the healthcare first, mm-hmm. but sort of playing into the theory that you've come up with, he immediately mm-hmm. says no, yeah and does not want to be a part of that yeah, but then Dwight's his second choice mm-hmm. and why do you think Dwight is is it just because he's such a yes man and a kiss up?
1: yeah, I don't know why, i
0: why is Dwight the peanut butter to
1: Michael's jelly I guess. <laughs> Um, i'm not sure i the only thing i can really think of is dwight is so follow the leader mm-hmm. type and he's just willing to do anything to get closer to his superiors That's true. um he learns very extensive things about his superiors to try and
0: impress them yeah and rise in the ranks. Uh, I feel like Dwight views life as from a military perspective. Yeah. So he sees himself as a, like, lowly, I don't know, military terms. Private? Is that?
1: Private. Right? Yeah.
0: But And so, so he's a private right now in life, mm-hmm. but he wants to become a general. Or, yeah. And so he's willing to follow every rule to a T mm-hmm. to try to rise in the
1: ranks. Yeah. I I definitely think that I don't know he he just very much is willing to do so much for someone and I think because Michael turns to him so often is yeah just because he knows that he'll say anything to him. And the only reason he asked Jim first is because he wants to be better friends with Jim. That's true. And so I feel like the acceptance of Jim saying that he'll do something for Michael is also like acceptance of being his friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's something you get mm-hmm. to relate yeah. to Jim with. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I also think maybe a reason he turns to Dwight is because of his decisiveness. Yeah. Dwight is anything but undecisive. Mm-hmm. If you put a decision in front of him, he's going to pick one side and stick to it.
1: Yeah.
0: And that might be one reason why Michael relies on him. Because when Michael has a really hard time choosing something, yeah. he's just like, I'm just going to give this to Dwight because at least a decision will be made. Mm-hmm. And I won't have to agonize over it.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like a a parent duality Type thing Mm -hmm. where one of the parents is like the fun parent where they just want (laughs) to go have fun with their kids, and the other one is the very decisive one where if the fun parent isn't making up their mind, then they'll step in and say, Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Dwight is Michael's wife, yeah, or husband. I can see that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it just feels very... I don't know. Like you say, the the peanut butter and jelly. It's just they... They are the opposites of each other, but they have very... They have a lot of commonalities. Mm -hmm. So they just work well together, even when sometimes they hate what the other is doing, and they don't like their decisions, but they still, like keep meeting up because they just know when to trade off powers
0: they really are like an old married couple the more i think about it (laughs) they like hate each other but they love each other Uh and they share responsibilities yeah
1: yes it's also i want to talk about the analogy that dwight says of calling himself the lion yeah he comes up with this story of
0: <laughs> healthcare in the wild. <laughs> yeah.
1: What is the other animal that he says? I'm trying to think.
0: I don't know. I almost feel like it's people and not another animal, but maybe it is.
1: I can, mm. I might be wrong about that. It's slipping my mind, but just, I don't know. I don't really know exactly what to say to this, but I just wanted to bring up the fact of how he, views himself and how especially how he explains it Mm -hmm. where he's just talking about a story and then he's like but i'm but i'm the lion (laughs) yeah and that's that's me i'm the the power in the situations that i just came up with
0: (laughs) Uh, off the top of my head i've never thought about this before
1: (laughs) it feels very much like a story that they would talk about at home.
0: Yeah. Like he tells Moe as he's going to bed. <laughs> Give,
1: gives Moe nightmares. <laughs>
0: and that's where they start.
1: He dreams of lions attacking him.
0: Ever since the storm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I can just picture like they're both children and there's a big rainstorm outside and mm-hmm. Moses is scared. And then Dwight just scares him more with this lion story. Yes. I can just see, like, Baby Moe is clutching, like, a stuffed animal and being, like...
0: Baby Moe's with his chin beard. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, man. Now I'm just wishing they did a flashback episode where they were (laughs) children. That
0: would have been so funny. Just, like, dedicate four or five episodes to flashbacks of, like, some of the main characters. Mm -hmm. That would have been pretty great. Because
1: we talked about the dream Mm -hmm. that kevin would have where he instead works in the warehouse (sighs) these would be such good office (laughs) episodes craig daniels please bring the office back just for these episodes they've talked about doing a spin-off series
0: Uh, yeah there's a couple that they were thinking of doing Uh uh-huh and i read a while i'm thinking about this i read about one with craig robinson where it was pitched like this was, and it had a title and everything. I don't remember, but he was going to be a music teacher in Chicago or Detroit or something.
1: You're talking about Daryl, right? Like,
0: yeah, Daryl. Okay. And he was going to be single and like crushing on other students, moms or something. (laughs) And that was the little synopsis I read about it. Oh, cool. But I guess it never came to fruition. Yeah. That would have been an interesting Uh show.
1: Yeah, because when I think of a spin off series of The Office, a main character of Daryl doesn't really come to mind. Mm-hmm. Just because not until way later seasons does he become a crucial bit of The Office when everyone else starts leaving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we need recognizable characters we're gonna put daryl upstairs (laughs) (laughs) we need somebody yeah (laughs) we need some
0: kind of constant
1: Uh uh-huh yeah that'd be funny i can imagine his taco night (laughs) yeah actually being filmed that'd be funny (laughs) yeah that'd be good (laughs) we have so many good episode ideas
0: but then there was another spin-off series that i heard rumors about which was about dwight's farm is it supposed to be about Shrewd farms i think that might just be (laughs) made up in my head but i'm pretty sure i heard a rumor about that
1: i remember reading one and i feel like it had dwight involved but i don't think it was about the farm exactly i can't remember i know it was like two people from the office and i think one of them was dwight but i can't remember exactly where they were going with that but yeah Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on him calling himself the lion. Yeah. Um, and going off of the big tangent I went on Mm Jim last episode, I, I started noticing things that he said, and they're not huge things, but I just wanted to bring them up because it kind of furthers my, it's not even a theory. It's just kind of what going on yeah. in his head um and i i noticed when he was having the conversation with pam like the they're talking about their weekend plans
0: uh uh-huh. and he was watching trading spouses or something yeah trading spaces whatever it is mm-hmm. and then
1: uh pam was like oh i have plans and then <laughs> jim was like oh have a life what's that like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and i i don't know it's just he also mentions he wants to throw himself off a train uh i can't remember the context he's
0: it's, he's saying if this was my life as in the office was his life mm-hmm. if this was my life and i wasn't going to go anywhere after this yeah then i think he says i would throw myself off a train yeah. He's sort of convincing himself that this can't be his life.
1: Uh, yeah. I just wanted to comment on those things that he's going through. Yeah. Because, I don't know, just following his storyline in the first season is very interesting. I feel like even up until he and Pam actually start dating. True. It's just a interesting... Because they don't really convey it hard. It's very subtle. It is. And, and like, these moments where he's actually talking about his job aren't. But a lot of the subtleties, especially in the last episode of him not being able to make this um, deal, is very subtle on his personality and just everything that he's going through right now and yeah just his super depressive comments in this episode is just (laughs) it's so saddening um and yeah i just it's crazy
0: yeah it's interesting how once you've brought up that those sort of ideas Mm -hmm. how there's a lot of confirmation that that is actually what's happening yeah and i'm certainly more convinced as i continue watching that that's what's happening yeah
1: and i feel like we'll talk about this more in the next episode but Mm -hmm. also his like wanting to be closer to dwight in a weird way could also further his i don't know jealousy and also trying to figure out how he does it. Right. Um, I don't know. We'll get more into that in yeah, the next we'll episode. Because it's a lot more of Jim and Dwight's relationship in the yeah. next one. Um, but yeah. Uh, since we're kind of on the topic of Pam, did you have um, something that you wanted to talk about with her?
0: Well, I guess my main thing is... In the opening shot of this mm-hmm. episode, I'm pretty sure it's with her and Michael approaches her and it's like Pamela Ding Dong making copies.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but that first shot of her, she just looks so sad. Yeah. And she's sitting at her desk. Like uh-huh. she just looks defeated. And I just feel bad for her.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Pam also kind of has the same emotions as jim in a weird way Mm -hmm. because we find out through time that not only does she like to do art but she also would if she didn't do that she'd prefer a different job at the office true she'd love a more authoritative um Position. Mm -hmm.
0: She'd like to be more in line of work instead of on the sidelines giving tickets or, you know, taking tickets.
1: Because I feel like that's very much her personality Mm -hmm. and she wants to defy that in any kind of way.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big driver for her characters. Anytime she can prove that she's capable of hard work, Mm -hmm. I think that really motivates her and yeah um gives her a boost of self-esteem
1: yeah for sure
0: just like an example when it's when michael takes him to the mall and she has to change the tire
1: uh-huh.
0: i just think that speaks more to just her willingness to work hard and yeah show that she knows how to do more than answer the phones
1: yeah definitely also another example is beach day true when she's the only one that does a firewalk
0: yeah that's a big character revealer Uh for her yeah and a big shift Mm -hmm. from that point on she's very different
1: yeah yeah and i think that's especially in the first season she's desperate to defy this person that she's become um and it's not not necessarily she wants to not be her but just a stronger version of herself true um because i feel like even her relationship with roy is like they got together because he thought she was cute Uh and asked her out on a date and then it just dragged yeah until they've been engaged
0: for three years now yeah (laughs) Yeah, I just feel bad for her because, and like you were saying, they, her and Jim actually do have a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. in their character where they're both are more prone to passivity. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think there's not, there hasn't been a huge reason for her to leave Roy because he's been a decent guy and Mm -hmm. he's funny.
1: Yeah.
0: But she's not really happy. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it just, it's just started to drag on towards become this huge thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's looked back and realized how much time's gone by. Yeah.
1: Because I'm thinking of that episode where they're talking about bad first dates. Mm-hmm. And even her first date with Roy That's wasn't <laughs> good. Yeah. And yet, I don't know, I kind of relate to this um, personality trait where i'm a single person who the only like if someone gives me attention i start talking to them yeah and even though the only way that i actually would pursue anything is if i already have feelings like i feel like i have to have feelings first yeah because if they have feelings first then i get tense especially if it's someone that i I don't know. I just never thought of that way. Mm -hmm. And it becomes, I don't know. I end up still talking to people who give me like more attention just because they're there. Yeah. And I don't know. It, I definitely wouldn't end up in a relationship with them and then be engaged to them. But I still have like those tendencies of even if I didn't have a good time when I hung out with them, I'd still pursue even if like, if they still show want for me after that first time that I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I really relate to those emotions that she's having because i feel like she wouldn't i don't know just a lot of people would never give her like a second glance because she has that moment in time where she's trying to date people true and she doesn't have feelings for them first and it is a really awkward date where she's trying to get to know them but it's not clicking right and I don't know it just and it makes me think this is getting way into the future where there's that really dumb Halloween episode where the handsome traveling salesman comes and it's weird did they say that Pam asked him out or I can't remember that whole Um.
0: because
1: if he approached her then it makes more sense but again it's just it's the plot for that is so bizarre because her I know like they kind of threw it in but I don't know it just doesn't make sense to a lot of her personality. Yeah, that's true. Especially after that other date that she had with, like, the comic. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just would focus on herself. But, I don't know, maybe it was a moment of weakness, like, in her life. Um, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm starting to think I I was more thinking about, about that.
0: It. I think he might have asked her out, but then... He didn't call back uh-huh. for a second or third date or something. Yeah. Um, which kind of matches with her character uh-huh. because she's waiting for someone else to yeah. make the move. Yeah, that definitely does. And as you were talking earlier, it made me realize that typically in a relationship, there's a pursuer and then there's someone who sort of accepts mm-hmm. someone else's, you know, advances. Yeah. Whatever. I got to yeah. Towards that, but and when we're looking at Pam and Jim, both of them are sort of the, on the passive side of that yeah, question. Neither of them are real pursuers. Mm-hmm. Jim can be at times. Yeah, but his default is to sort of wait for something to come to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why it takes so long for anything to happen between them. Yeah, I agree. Because neither of them are. they very passive. To yeah. Step up and say hey. Uh huh. Especially
1: I'll when I'll it. it's something someone that they actually have feelings for. Yeah. Because like, it's scarier. Yeah. Because you think of Jim's first relationship with Amy? Is that her name? The redhead? Yes. With the purses? I think so. I could be wrong. But anyways, <laughs> he pursues her. That's true. And I think it's mostly... Well, first of all, they compare her to Pam. Yeah. And then I think it's because... I don't know. He just has the chance to
0: yeah and part of it i feel like is part of the driving reason might be because roy was saying like if i was if i was single if i wasn't dating pam i'd be all over that yeah and he sort of accuses jim of being gay Mm -hmm. um and so yeah
1: i don't know but then you think of karen Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i feel like she's the pursuer in that situation Because you see her catching feelings,
0: mm-hmm. and she makes majority of the sacrifices yes. in that relationship.
1: Yeah. Well, have check-in time with Kevin. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what he does in this episode.
0: So the one thing that I that sort of gives a glimpse uh-huh. to more of his dopey side is when Jim locks Dwight in the office. And he's, or no, not. It's when Michael is staying in his office, and everyone's waiting for him to come out, uh-huh. so they can confront him about the oh, healthcare, yeah, 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 about yeah. the healthcare. And he's <laughs> saying, like, "Do you think he's going to stay in there forever?" And Kevin says, to, you know, could, to go to the bathroom." <laughs> and he's yeah. like, so he definitely has potty humor uh-huh. and sort of, um, not sophisticated yeah. humor.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like but that still, that's it's... a driving thing of his personality in general though. Because this is still when he's semi normal. Right. Is Michael's birthday episode and you know Pam and Jim are getting presents for him right. and they get like 69 cup of noodles and all that. So I don't know. I feel like he has that dopey personality where he just is very immature. But I wonder if that's also because he did apply for the warehouse. Right. And the warehouse is definitely more. I don't want to say risque, (laughs) but they just have more of that humor. Yeah, I feel like. Um, And it's not like the office upstairs is any better yeah but
0: i'm just thinking like he always sets the thermostat to 69 Mm -hmm. and in the office no one would really laugh at that yeah but in the warehouse
1: i feel like they would like fist bump him or something yeah Yeah. (laughs) they would
0: think that was hilarious yeah
1: so i don't know if it just stems from that's his kind of personality where he would fit in a bit more of like a rough and tough situation Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't match exactly with everyone else's because I feel like when they do show the warehouse workers, they have that kind of mentality. Obviously it's not as pronounced as Kevin's, but it's definitely in like the same range I feel like. Because you think of the Jamaica episode with Jan, the, the picture of Jan and they like, print out a big poster of it right. and then kevin takes it home so they kind of have that i don't know same characteristics mm-hmm. of kevin if he were in the warehouse he would support the printing of it and he is the one that takes it home yeah so yeah i don't know i i feel like in the beginning it's just more of who he is rather than a sign of him declining mm-hmm Because I feel like that's just who he is at the beginning.
0: Um, It's true. It seems like as time goes on, they begin not only relying on that side of him, but amplifying it Mm -hmm. and transforming it into something that is sort of against his character. Or I guess completely against his character. Mm -hmm.
1: Speaking of the accountant clump, I just wanted to talk about the prank that Jim does on Dwight. And it's not, like, a huge comment on her character, Mm -hmm. but I just found it interesting how she was laughing with everyone else that Dwight was the one being terrorized. Oh. Which clearly shows that they didn't, like, they weren't together at the time. There wasn't really, like, feelings. That's true. Like, she was very much, like, on the side of everyone else, which I found very... It's just odd to see her in that mm-hmm. character because she was like having a fun time with everyone else. And I was <laughs> like, this isn't Angela Martin. <laughs> um, yeah, I just found that. I'm trying to think of the prank that Jim doesn't do it.
0: Well, there's the one where they have to fill out all their health problems. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. And, and when there's like the all same. these made up.
1: Yeah, it's when he's listing them off uh-huh. in front of everyone, not in the conference room, but just in front of the office. Yeah. Like she's laughing with them, which makes me think I that she also that. wrote down like fake diseases she, and stuff. Oh
0: yeah. Maybe she did.
1: Cause we know that she does have a comedy side to her. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the the episode where they're filling out like comic oh yeah. things for Gabe and she's That's true. She's the joke that wins. Yeah, she
0: has sort of a hidden uh uh-huh. um joke side inside of her. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I just wanted to comment on that because it's just interesting seeing Angela in a light where she's with the group and she's having point. a fun time with the group. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Uh huh. <laughs> because you think of in any. If this happened in a later season, she would be on the side of Dwight mm-hmm. and be like. I feel like she'd say oh, I never get sick either. Like, everyone's being a bunch of babies. And she might only list off a healthcare to help her cats out. True.
0: Um, Does it have vet benefits? something like that.
1: But it's interesting that it was placed in the first season, and uh, they just didn't establish their relationship yet. And not really angela's character yet either and so i don't know it's just it's very insightful to see her in a light like that before she starts dating (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: a good thing to point out i didn't notice that Uh, huh yeah yeah she's another one i want to keep my eye on more as um, time goes on Yeah, because I feel like there's sort of hidden things about her that I haven't picked up on.
1: Yeah, I want to... Yeah, I feel like we need to pinpoint exactly what's going on through her mind. Yeah. Because there's not like a big mental health thing Mm -hmm. going on with her. At least not until, I want to say, when she gets a divorce.
0: Yeah. That's about the only part where we see a real breakdown from her. Yeah. Um, And
1: And kind of when her cat dies. That's true. But I don't know. That's more just anger. Yeah. um, And grief. Because she claims that she's not depressed. She's just in grief. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I want to pinpoint what Angela is kind of going through. Because she's definitely... She seems very dry and, like, it's just cut clear and mm-hmm. we know exactly who she is. But I feel like there's, I don't know, we've kind of talked about it before with her sister and, like, her family. Right. Where there's a lot of tension. Yeah, because
0: she does have a sister that she hasn't talked to mm-hmm. in a very long time.
1: Yeah, but I feel like there's more to uncover there. Yeah. Definitely.
0: For sure. Yeah, we'll have to keep our ears open. Yeah. Let's see what we can figure out about her.
1: I don't know. It's just it's a very neatly tied up episode where a lot of the first season are their own individual stories and you don't really need to watch That's true a different episode to uh-huh. get what's going on. So, you know, there's not really a continuation and as we've said before it's not like they leave you wanting Right.
0: like what's going to happen yeah.
1: next in the office yeah because it's very it kind of starts out as somewhat of a children's show just in the same narrative of there's a little story that's going on and it's going to be tied up by the end of the episode true um, just in that respect <laughs> And yeah, it's just, it's just neatly tied up at the end of this episode where just they decide to (laughs) go with a healthcare that, you know, they could have decided (laughs) way later (laughs) or earlier. And I also feel
0: really bad for them because if Michael would have picked something out, it would have been at least, he could have just done the best of the lowest.
1: I would have... (laughs) What? i would have just asked jan what her suggestion is yeah because she would have just given them an honest opinion that's true <laughs> but michael just didn't ask and <laughs> panicked
0: <laughs> so they have crappy health care coverage it's yeah. all because of dwight and michael also i'll see michael, <laughs> michael
1: forgiving dwight the option to do that
0: and his personal workspace
1: yeah
0: i love dwight's little glance that he gives the camera after he and michael are like negotiating if it's an office or a temporary workspace yeah i love that entire dialogue throughout so the good.
1: episode <laughs> yeah just all the especially um jim's canoodling with when he and pam come in to complain about his new healthcare care plan yes and just the whole dialogue between them of like so it's a workplace like it's a workspace <laughs> i thought it was yeah yeah
0: that was pretty good <laughs> all
1: right well i think that is gonna wrap up yeah i think that wraps it up pretty the good. end of the episode for healthcare. Nice, man. and yeah We'll just, we'll see you later. Yeah. And. What's. Dude. Oh. Did you hear that? I did hear that. I thought this sounded like a branch
0: or I think. We're home alone.
1: Hey guys, it's just me with the groceries.